Welcome back to another episode of What's the Scuttlebutt. I'm your host, Izzy LaRue, and here with me are my co-hosts, Aaron Rodor and Hayward Rucker III. Today, we're welcoming back Brandon Mascara to talk about the NBA bubbles, eight-seeding games, the historic playing game, and a look forward to the playoffs after our two-week hiatus. How's everyone been in these past two weeks, Harold and Aaron? Just chilling, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to enjoy these two weeks off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nice to get a break, right? That's fact. What about you, Brandon? What 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 have you been doing since we last saw you? <laughs> Nothing. I've been good, just living, just trying to, you know, get as much entertainment as I can while I'm still at home. So these NBA games have been fortunate for for them to come back. Most definitely. All right, let's scan to it. What team surprised you most in the bubble? Let's start with Harold. Okay, um, I'll start by saying I think the Trailblazers surprised me the most. I didn't think Dame was going to come on the mission that he came on. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think he was going to come out like he came out. And he's looking right now because, I mean, personally, I didn't give the Portland Trailblazers a chance against the Lakers. So now, you know, I, I mean, now that I'm seeing how Dame's playing, like, I think they could take this series pretty far. So I think the Trailblazers surprised me. Okay, Aaron, say what you have to say. I see you shaking your head. Yeah, because as you know, we had a casual in the room talking about he didn't know Dame was going to do what he did. The Lakers already. The so, you, so you're saying you knew he was. So you're saying you knew he was going to drop sixty. I knew he was going to go off. He's. They've already beaten the Lakers. When Kobe died, Dame went off. This dude's actually. Okay, talking, this is the playoffs. Playoffs hasn't even started. I'm saying. I'm no. I'm saying now they're going to give them. I'm saying now. I didn't think they were going to give him a run after us. I think now they're going to. So. Yeah, but he asked you what team surprised you in the bubble, and you said the Trailblazers. Yeah, I didn't. No think one was surprised by that. that. No one was surprised by that. What we were surprised by, then you're casual. What we were surprised by is the Indiana Pacers and TJ Warren. Now, no one expected that. Let me just throw that out there. No one expected TJ Warren to surpass Michael Jordan in that short amount of time. (laughs) Yeah, we all saw the Michael Jordan meme, so we can't compare him to Michael Jordan like that. You're kidding. Bro, TJ Warren surpassed Michael Jordan in that time, and I don't want to hear. From Shut him. up. I he mean, did. it's nice to see that someone else on the team, other than Victor Oladipo, can put uh, up points like that, and that just tells you Pacers have a bright future. If they don't play against Jimmy Butler, they do. <laughs> we also what Jimmy did to TJ. Everyone was hyping up that matchup. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy versus TJ. Jimmy versus. TJ went from dropping 40 a game to dropping 12. He even, yeah, I don't think he even scored in the second half. He did. But that's, that's, that team really, like, they actually surprised me. And TJ Warren was, if TJ Warren can just do half of what he did, the Pacers can actually be really dangerous. I'll give you my surprise, the team that I was most surprised by. And it's the LA Lakers. They disappointed me so much. They disappointed everyone. Mm. I was shocked at how they could not score at all. Their team chemistry was horrendous. I've never seen a number one C team have that kind of team chemistry. Like, I get it. Three-month break and whatever. But we had teams like the Suns, the Blazers. Their team chemistry was at 100% because they had to. They All those eight seeding games for those teams – or playoff games for them. The Suns won a Sadly, they didn't make it because Grizzlies won a game at the end to make a push for the play-in game. I would have definitely liked to see 
the Suns and the Blazers in that playing game, but it is what it is. But yeah, the Lakers, they, it it was horrendous. I could, especially against the Raptors, the top defensive team in the league, you saw what they, they couldn't score at all. LeBron, I, I've never seen LeBron acting like this. And everyone was like, oh, LeBron's going to go in play mode, playoff mode, this and this. You were saying that too. I'm not, I'm not, I know. I did say that. <laughs> Correct. I did say that. But I, I'm not believing it anymore because after those eight games, you can't just turn it on after eight games. If I'm mm-hmm. telling you this right now. If LeBron turns it on yeah. after these eight seeding games and goes to win a chip, I'll, I'll, he's greater than Michael Jordan if he does that. Thank you. Can, can I just say something before Brandon speaks? This, I think your whole argument just went into what I was being – about three, two months ago, I was being crucified for saying these players are going to come back rusty and we might see some of the worst basketball from a lot of these people. And you guys are saying – someone on this show was saying, no, they're going to be rested. We're going to be seeing the best basketball we've ever seen, all this garbage. No, they're rusty. We weren't going to see anything. I don't even we know. Saw, if gonna... You mentioned TJ Warren. What are you talking about? That's, yeah, I mean, TJ we Warren, just like, Lakers, talked about Damian Lillard. In a, in a, in a, whole, in a whole, a lot of these players were rusty. Only about a few of them had, like, these games where you could say, damn. Yeah, and t- tell me why some players weren't rusty and other players were at the top of their game. Well, if you that tells basketball. me what they were doing during those three Definitely months not. off. Don't start that. We can't. These are all NBA players. Chances are most of them were actually working their butts off. Sometimes yeah. your shot just goes in, and sometimes it doesn't. All right, know? Brandon, give, give us your give us your team. Um, I mean, my team will be the Suns. I mean, you pointed out that they were undefeated. Um, we already know about Devin Booker and how great he was as a player. But guys like Cam Johnson, who was just drafted, everyone called the buzz, really surprised the, everyone at the bubble, averaging uh, over 23 points. DeAndre Ayton being a little more of a stretch center. They give him more space for Devin Booker. And just the whole team that beat teams like the Clippers and and were formidable in some of those games and really surprised everybody that, you know, obviously everybody wanted them to be in that playoff instead of a team like the Grizzlies who had just lost Jaron Jackson and things of that nature. So the Suns really surprised me, and hopefully they can be managed well. And if not, then – I think players like Devin Booker should look elsewhere in the future. All right. Those are, some, those are some good picks from everyone. Now, let's kind of right flip there. it. What team disappointed you guys the most? Uh-huh. Aaron, let's start with you this time. The team that disappointed me the most? Honestly, for that, uh, I'm trying to think between the Clippers. Not the Clippers. I'm trying to think between the Lakers. Was the Lakers for me the biggest disappointment, or was there one more team? I believe one more team. Look, I think the Lakers and the Clippers were low key like they just weren't playing like the teams that we know, in my opinion. So I think, or but I can also say they're the biggest disappointment because they are already like set for playoffs. So who knows? Maybe they were just frolicking around. But if I had to give it to one, I'd give it to the Lakers. They look like they could get beat by an eight seed. <laughs> they literally look like they could get beat by an eight seed. So I I don't know what to believe. I want to believe that they were just messing around and they were rusty and they already knew. Because once you already know you have the number one seed and these games are just meaningless games, 
I mean, we can't really throw it against them for losing, but unless they, like, completely change it around, which I think they easily could, they're in for a long ride. Long yeah, ride. Yeah. Definitely, I was most disappointed by the Lakers uh, with their lack of being able to do really anything. But I, like Aaron was saying, I think if anyone could turn it around, it's the Lakers. So I'm not going to jump ship yet like I know some of us are going to. I think the Lakers still have an opportunity to turn it around with, you know, the second greatest player of all time and, you know, a top three, another top three, top four player in the world. So I think they'll definitely be able to turn it around and we're going to have a good series on our hands. Um, I'll go next. I think the most disappointing team for me was the Bucks, um, because of the fact that they had a lot of big games left on their schedule. As far as like a Lakers or Clippers, they had some few games where yeah they disappointed, but it was against teams that I think they didn't give any run for. The Bucks played the Toronto Raptors. They played the Celtics. They played the Sixers, and they looked awful. And they and I think it's a lack of the fact that they have so much size that they can throw at Giannis that. You know, it's keen on them to rely on guys like Middleton and Lopez to really carry them in the offense, and they haven't been doing that so far. And especially in the playoffs, I'm, I really hope that the Bucks can really pick it up because I think this is the last year to really prove to Giannis that they could be an organization for him in the future. Although I think it's going to be no doubt in my mind that he's going to leave um, next year. And as far as the Lakers, I think the Lakers have always had that struggle with finding that third score. I think it's just now showing more because everyone's watching now because of the fact that Lakers are the only well, you don't think Kyle Kuzma watch. can be that third scorer? I think Kuzma has just been inconsistent all year. And I think that it's now showing in these big-time games that he I mean, is an inconsistent player. The reason the, why he's been inconsistent because they don't give him the ball. They just make him a spot-up shooter. Kuzma's well, not they, a spot-up shooter. He, I mean, you he can, needs to be able to create his own space and get in the rhythm because once he gets I mean, in the rhythm, takes more shots. They're going in. You saw that in that one game where he dropped like. Okay, and we might as well pass the ball to Jared Dudley. What's your point? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can even look in that game in the Rockets game where we try to give Kuzma the ball in in our second team because he was the only size in our bench, and he struggled against a Rockets team that was really had a size disadvantage. And Kuzma is a is a good player, but I think he's just inconsistent in times when we really need him. And as far as, like, the perimeter, our perimeter defense has been terrible as well because of the loss of Avery Bradley. So I think it's going to be a matchup problem once we start facing good teams with good guards where nobody can guard any of them. For me, it was the Pelicans. It was so disappointing to see them. Like, they were competitive for the first few games, but then as you saw, like, once they were, like, like, three games out of the eighth seed, it's almost like, they completely gave up and the resting was on like I get it they want to protect him they want to make sure that he's healthy and doesn't get injured or anything but why go to the bubble if you're just gonna be resting him and even Zion was frustrated too he's like I I don't want to be rested and then once that got out to the media he had to change the narrative seeing like oh I I was just frustrated Uh, I'm doing what's best for the team but what's best for a team is him being on the court because with him and Brandon Ingram and we saw the chemistry between Zion and Lonzo Ball. It's it's really good. It's one of the best. Yeah, you guys see in the lobs and the passes. So I just – I feel bad for J.J. Redick for his playoff streak gang getting a cut short. He's made the playoffs every season since he's been in the league. But I How guess that's rings? what happens. Huh? How many rings? You can say the same thing with LeBron when he was on his finals streak. How many rings did he get out of that? 
What? Lonzo played terrible. How long? How long is JJ Redick's streak? Thirteen. I, I forgot. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, By LeBron's what year did he have a ring? Now sit down. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, let's go to what player surprised you the most? Brandon, do you want to go? Uh, I'll go second. Let me think about it. Okay, Harold. All right. Um, surprised. I don't know if it's necessarily surprised, but I'm going to say Michael Porter Jr. Just because, you know, that's my boy. And he came oh, on really yeah. strong. He, that's my boy. So don't play me. That's my boy. He came on really, really strong. And he's giving the Nuggets another option, another scoring option. You see, you see Jamal Murray going off last night. You know, uh, obviously they got Jokic. And now they're adding another solid piece that's going to be, you know, implemented into their offense a little bit more. Again, he's just really getting his feet wet when it comes to the NBA. So we haven't seen his, like, true potential, what he could really be. Because I'm letting you know right now, this, this man has some crazy KD-type potential. So if he lives up to that, the, I mean, the, Pelicans, the Nuggets are going to be a huge problem. Um, I think it's not surprising, but someone that I thought was going to really lower their team and really has excelled and maybe has given them some optimism has been a guy like P.J. Tucker, who when the Clint Capella trade happened, there was a lot of pressure on him to really be that enforcer for the team defensively, to really guard the bigs like Joel and B, Anthony Davis, and so forth. I think he surprised me from the standpoint that he doesn't deteriorate what the Rockets want to do on both sides of the floor. He doesn't – He's, if anything, he's excelled in what he has done for his role. He's always been a great shooter, but I think he's given them a little more optimism defensively to maybe miss two to three, four to five shots from a center in a game that could be slowed down. So I think P.J. Tucker has really given them something to think about, but in the, in the future we'll see what that success leads for them. Aaron? All right. The Michael Porter take, I understand. But P.J. Tucker, what? I think P.J. <laughs> I just think when you think in the context of how much pressure he was on because obviously they had to play him at the five. They didn't have a center. I think he is surprised a little bit of what the what? Rockets can be as a, as a team. And obviously with guys like James Harden and Russell Westbrook doing what they're doing, it's given the Rockets some optimism to make a deep player for him and maybe get to that finals. A guy who went from being injured to dropping 37, 34, 23, and a dude who was averaging 40, and you were surprised by P.J. Tucker. Yeah, I just think because obviously we expect those guys to be the guys. Huh? To be the guys. I think P.J. Right, Tucker Aaron. is someone that you can give a little more Who expects – who expects Michael Porter and T.J. Warren to be the guy? That's what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying for Michael Porter. T.J. Warren obviously is is another pick that. No one expected Michael Porter game. was averaging nine points, bro. With, no, with but like, we all. Right, saw Aaron, the you want to give your pick? Unlimited minutes. Give your pick then? If he was playing like a starter, okay. come on now. My pick is between T.J. Warren and Michael Porter, but I'm gonna go with T.J. Warren because no one was expecting Michael Jordan to come out the woodworks like that. So I'm gonna go T.J. Warren just because of the crazy. This is a good pick. So anybody can shake their heads, but this is I think most of America. No, I'm saying you, you said Warren. Michael Jordan came out. Oh, yeah, Michael Jordan did come out. But that's my pick. But PJ Tucker, I mean, Lord have mercy. PJ Tucker. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my pick. The player who surprised me the most 
it was LeBron James. The way that he came out and just he couldn't score at all, really. Like he wasn't in a rhythm. He was taking bad shots. Like sure, some games he would like hit his fadeaway shots that he makes those. Those are really good high percentage shots for him. But other than that, he was like taking pull up threes and trying to make his own shots at the three line. And I don't know. It's just it wasn't the LeBron that. I'm used to seeing how dominant he is because we know when LeBron wants to score, he'll do it, but it just seemed like he couldn't get it going. And I don't know if that's because he's getting older in the age and after the three months he's being rusty, but I, he just surprised me the most through the way that he performed offensively. I mean, that's that, honestly, that's fair. That's fair to be surprised by him, but – I mean, oh, I was just my only. I was only surprised by how PJ Tucker didn't even score double digits in the whole bubble. So, yeah. Well, I think obviously PJ Tucker is not the guy that you're not you're not looking for him to score twenty points. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying PJ Tucker's role is way different than what a superstar role is. Team is very important whether they score thirty points or not because maybe that's not the role to score that many points. Maybe their role. Is to be that defensive anchor for that team. Yeah, he had double digit rebounds once. I'm saying I'm saying defensively because obviously PJ Tucker is gonna have to go against the guys of like Anthony Davis and them. I'm just saying I'm not saying that he's a superstar is gonna take them to the finals. I'm just saying it's giving them optimism. optimism Are you listening to yourself? PJ Tucker surprised you the most. Yes. Okay, okay, let's leave it at at that um so did the lakers or the bucks worry you the most with their performances in the bubble brandon you want to go first yeah i mean obviously i think the answer i think i think both of them struggled in their own ways i think the bucks struggled more with their more role players and a little bit of Giannis as far as them going against size disadvantages but the Lakers just as a whole team offensively have just struggled. Um, Anthony Davis has been Anthony Davis. LeBron at times has been LeBron, but other times he hasn't been because I feel like I think he's trying to do too much knowing that he doesn't have another score other than AD to really rely on. So he tries to force it a little bit. And then everyone else has really just been like average to just disappointing. Guys like Kuzma has been inconsistent. Guys like Dwight Howard has been getting killed defensively and JaVale McGee has been getting killed defensively. And it's looking a little dim for the Lakers, not going against the Trailblazers, but going against a team like the Clippers who can throw so much at them or a team like the Bucks who can throw so much at them defensively. Um, it does worry me, and we'll see what happens um, in the further rounds, what they try to do. Harold? Oh. <clears throat> Wait, repeat the question. Uh, did the Lakers or Bucks worry you the most with their performance in the bubble? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I'd say I'd agree with Brandon. I'd say the Lakers. Uh, again, the Lakers have not been playing good offensively at all. And uh, you said that with the different type of lineups that the Clippers or the Bucks can throw at them. I'd say even just with Portland, like they don't really have the guards to match up with Dame and CJ. So I think Dame and CJ are about to like eat during this playoff run. So I think they're definitely going to struggle in this one. And LeBron is going to have to show up and he's going to have to show what playoff LeBron is really about because uh, it's not going to be easy. The, okay, I want to say one thing about this 
matchup, Lakers, Blazers. We all know that Lakers don't have anyone to guard it's gonna end Dame or CJ. But Rondo's coming back. We don't know when he's going to come back in time for the series or not. And then the Blazers, they have, what, Zach Collins, Yusuf Nurkic, Son Whiteside. That can take care of AD and JaVale McGee or whoever they put at the five. Okay. Take care. Hold on. Okay. No, no, no. Not like that. Not like that. Not like that. We can slow his touches. We can slow his touches. Exactly. Not not like that. Not take care. Like, like he's not going to do anything, but. Slow him down Body bag. more than <laughs> other people. Other matchups would be right, like. We got you. We got you. Who on the this Grizzlies is, would have done that? This series is ending in five. I just. But no, let, let me say this. I mean, if Jared no Jackson one, was healthy, him. No one is guarding LeBron. No one on the, who are they going to put Melo on there? Melo. Yeah, I, I don't see him right now at where the stage of Melo is. He can't guard LeBron right now. So. Be legendary. Let's not yeah. count out Melo. Melo could snap in one like, second. Like you said, used to. Used to. Scoring-wise, though, I don't know about yeah. defense. Yeah, I mean, exactly. the same thing that, like, you guys are saying about how CJ and Dame are about to eat is the same way I could say LeBron and AD are about to eat because there's no – But we don't know that LeBron's going to eat. I think LeBron is – That series is all I know, LeBron. but I'm saying I, I think he's going to eat, too. But I'm saying we don't know know that because he hasn't shown us that okay this is going to happen he hasn't proved it throughout this bubble all right do you guys want me to answer the question yeah answer the question all right so i'm gonna go with the team that worries me the most is the bucks because all this dame and cj hype we've heard it all before blah 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 and they've gotten swept yeah so by the warriors this, yeah i just see this exactly. in another year yeah that's completely different and, and the last time i checked i think i'd have to go with the bucks Mainly because they're losing to the Magic right now, and the Magic are worse than Trailblazers. And if they lose this game, yeah, and Aaron Gordon's not even playing. Yeah, if they lose this, Giannis is out. If they lose this, well, to be fair to the Magic, they beat the Raptors in Game One last year, so we'll see how this plays out. But I think the Bucks worried me a lot more because if they're struggling this hard against this type of like. They're they're playing. They've been playing really like suspect lately. Like you wouldn't think they were the number one team, but the Lakers. I think the Lakers have another switch to where they can turn it on and really like show what they're made of. And I'll I'll tell you something about the Bucks and it's cause, um, Nikola Vucevic. We all know what he's about. He has sixteen right now, which is not surprising. The reason why the Bucks haven't been doing that well in the bubble, it's simply because of their defensive scheme. The way that they've played defense throughout the regular oh, season, gosh, now especially seen, in the yeah. bubble, I've seen about that. they bring the five into the lane. Were you just saying they were going to lock up AD? <laughs> I'm not talking about AD right now. Let me finish what I'm saying. All right, they, continue, bring, continue. they bring the five in the bubble, which is usually Brooke Lopez or maybe sometimes Robin Lopez, so that the one or two, whoever has the ball, can't really penetrate in, doesn't have an easy lane to the basket. So teams always kick it out to the five. You saw in the Rockets game against the Bucks how many threes P.J. Tucker and Daniel House got. The Bucks, they will live They will live with that shot, with the center taking threes in the corner all game. They will live with that shot. But the thing is, that's going to be their demise. That's why I was saying the Heat can take down the Bucks because – if that center keeps hitting those threes, that's more than because the Bucks. They're not. They don't really like to take threes. Giannis, we all know he's an inside scorer. Sure, they have Dante Divincenzo, Chris Middleton, 
but they don't take as many threes as the teams that they play against. You saw, I think the Rockets took 60-something. It was an NBA record when they played the Bucks, and the Bucks had, like, I think 20 to 30 three-point attempts. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't worry me at all. The Bucks, they just need to – I don't know why they want to stick to that defensive scheme, but they have. And it's like how offensive teams like the Warriors, they live and die by the three in the Rockets. But the other way around, defensively, they'll live and die with – the five taking the three. Now the team that worries me the most is the Lakers simply because when LeBron's not on the court, there's really no one else who can score except AD. But when LeBron and AD are both off the court at the same time, who else is scoring? Kyle, like Brandon said, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kyle Kuzma, but he's been very inconsistent. J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters haven't really done much, haven't really contributed. They're still getting their feet wet into NBA basketball since they haven't played in a while. And I just don't see, like, who, who's going to score? Jared Dudley? Really? Y'all, y'all going to expect Jared Dudley to score? JaVale McGee to score? JaVale I McGee mean, was on the Warriors. I mean, you going to expect you to score, so stop disrespecting Jared Dudley. <laughs> That's my point, though. Like, they don't really have scores when LeBron is off the court. Sure, AD is on the court. He definitely scored. We've seen it. I've said that AD is the key to Lakers' success, but – LeBron, when he's off the court, that, that Lakers team is it's horrible. They haven't gotten their lineups correct. It it just doesn't look good. I mean, and then a guy that's actually have been disappointing has been a guy like Danny Green because they've been giving him the ball a lot, giving him touches and open looks for him to really shoot, and he's been off. That that I would actually change my pick. And just and say Danny Green because I forgot. I'm like, why do I feel like they're so empty? I'm like, because their shooters like Danny Green have made them think that oh, it's Kuzma. No, it's it's some of their players like Danny Green that's been really disappointing for them as well. All right, so I, honestly, Danny Green. I every time I hear that name, I just think about the 2013 was it 13 2013 NBA Finals. That man was he would have won MVP for sure. He was going crazy. Yeah, we saw in the when he was with the Raptors too, but I don't know. It just seems like he hasn't he hasn't been in um, in his same form. Yeah, in a good rhythm like he has previous seasons. So we lost Harold right now. Um, he may or may not come back, pending difficulties. But we're just gonna keep on going forward, which kind of sucks because the next topic we kind of need him for this, but All right, that's okay. The next one. What are your NBA bubble award picks here? I, I want to go first since uh, I took a not a long time, but I like making these lists. So my my MVP, it's either Damian Lillard or Devin Booker. Devin Booker because he led his team to A and O. But I'm gonna say Damian Lillard because of the 50, 60, 40 that he put on. He knew after that Clippers game that he lost because we all know he lost. He missed those free throws that would have tied the game and they probably would have won because the Clippers had their um, bum bum bench on because usually they have a good bench out, but they put their bum bench out. So that just tells you that they didn't. They were trying to hand the Blazers game. Blazers still couldn't win. And after that, he went on a rampage to lead his team to the playoffs, to the eighth seed. And now he's given his chance. He said it. He said, I'm not going to come to the bubble if we don't have a chance to get to the playoffs. And he did it. So I respect him. He's the bubble MVP for me 
rookie of the bubble for me. No question about it. I'm pretty sure you're all going to say the same person, Michael Porter Jr. They finally gave him the minutes, gave him the role that he needed to shine. And it's going to be – that Nuggets team is going to be really interesting to see in the future with Jamal Murray, Jokic, Porter, even um, adding Bobo in the mix sometimes. I feel like they treat him like a taco fall where they don't put him in that much, but they put him in to block the rim. But I'm not going to disrespect Bobo by comparing him to taco fall. My sixth man of the bubble is Gary Trent Jr. Oh, my goodness. I His three-point – that was that – was what, what a display to watch, him shooting all those threes and contributing to the Blazers' success. Not only can he shoot the ball well, he's a really good defender too. Sometimes he gets in foul trouble, but, but that's just because he's over-aggressive. Gary Trent Jr., there's a way you guys are going to see him when, in the Lakers series. And my comeback player is Karis LeVert. Now, we all know what Karis LeVert is about. He's been injured. Unfortunately, he's been injured the past couple of seasons with some bad injuries. But he's shown the whole world that he's a pure scorer. And he's going to keep on doing it, which it sucks for him because once KD, Kyrie, and Spencer come back, he's not going to get a lot of looks because he'll probably be like, the fourth or third option on that team. So it's great to see him getting all these reps right now. And the coach, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to have it too. Monty Williams telling that Suns team to an A and O in the bubble. Aaron, you want to give your list? I want to get Brandon's list first. Okay, Brandon, you go. Uh, I'm going to just go on the spot because I, I, I was – Debating it, but um, MVP, I think unanimously should be Damian Lillard. Um, I know Devin Booker has his own case, but I think um, the Suns were too much in a deficit before the bubble to really give me any, like, hint that they were going to make it. I think it was based on the Grizzly struggles that the Suns really were in the discussion, really. But they went A&O. You got to give them credit for that. I'm going to give them credit, but I'm just saying, like, obviously they don't lose Jaron Jackson. They don't lose their key pieces. You know, it's a different outcome for different for some of those games. But Damian Lillard has just been electric. He's been the Damian Lillard that we've seen literally since, like, his rookie or second year. Um, just hope that in the future things can go better for him. Um, I'm going to just – coach of the year, I'm, I, I know I'm skipping a couple. I'm just going to go with things that I just wanted to point out. I think coach of the year – I'm gonna still give it no, to no, no, not coach or bubble. I'm talking about bubble oh, yeah, awards. Yeah, bubble, bubble for the for coach. Um, I'm gonna still go with Billy Donovan. I know that in the season he's in the contention right now, but I think Billy Donovan, what he's done for that Thunder team, and as far as like that whole Thunder team in general, just everybody. Um, I think they've surprised people, and I think it's shown that when you take out personnel that doesn't fit a coach's system, you put in the right pieces. Um, a coach can flourish and can a coach's reputation might change in a year span. So I think um, coach, coach of the year goes to Billy Donovan. Um, rookie of the year, Michael Porter Jr. He's been electric. Um, sometimes he hasn't been consistent with offense and then defensively he's, he needs really needs to work on that. And it showed yesterday in his first playoff game, just how much of a defensive liability he's been at times, but Offensively, he has so much potential as far as his level of scoring from finishing all the way to the three-point line. He has been electric. So that's my rookie of the year. Um, Sixth man of the year, um, 
Mm. I think six man. I I think I'll give it to I think unless someone has someone different I'll go with the Gary Trent but uh, this is just off the top of my head so I, I already know there's gonna be people that would deserve it way more than a Gary Trent. You're copying my pick. Yeah, I already know there's gonna be a lot more that are different than Gary Trent, but we'll give it to him. All right, but there has been some games where he has been a little bit inconsistent, but I'll give you that one. Um. Am I missing any other ones? Nah, I think you're good. Oh, do you say your comeback? Ooh, comeback. Comeback. I'll give my comeback to... I'll give it to TJ. Just because I already... Because after that Jimmy Butler situation, everyone was just questioning TJ Warren's, like, inability to really, like be a piece for that for that Pacers team and the way that he just came back and just showed the world that he can be a piece for a, for a Pacers team with Victor Oladipo. So I'll give a comeback player to him. All right, Aaron, give me your list. All right. For bubble MVP, obviously it's got to be Dame Lillard. There we go. Coach of the year for the bubble. The Phoenix Suns coach. I don't know his name. I don't care. Monty Williams. Like I said, I don't care about his name. Uh, Better watch your mouth. Sixth man of the year. I'm going to give it to Gary Trent just because I don't know anybody so else. everyone's copying my year. picks. Okay. No, we're copying your picks. We don't know sixth man. Yeah. We don't know sixth yeah. man like that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care yeah. like that. I can tell you. I'm not going to cop. I was going to say Gary Trent, too. Like Brandon said, there's definitely at least one more person who someone's gonna say their name, or gonna be like, "Oh," and we're gonna give like Marcus them Smart. I mean, mm. shoot, there we go, six man of the year, Marcus Smart. Congratulations, and rookie of the year, I give it to Michael Porter Jr. just because you know what he did, what it is, and most improved, T.J. Rickin Warren. I mean, if you got if if anyone here has a list and TJ Warren isn't at least on one of these awards, your list is automatically excluded. So that means Izzy, I'm sorry, you don't know anything about you that. You copied my whole list. You're just mad that I put Karis Levert. You put Karis Levert over TJ Warren, is Yeah. You? I did. Because Karis okay. Levert he deserves right. that recognition. Well, TJ's gonna get that recognition either way. He's gonna get it. What are you talking about? Else. Who's been talking about Karis Levert lately? You haven't seen him play then. Who's been talking about Levert over TJ Warren? I am. Yes, you. Only you. The same guy who thinks Nurkic is going to put the moves on AD. I didn't say put the moves. <laughs> All right, Harold, finish your list. Okay, so originally I really wanted to put Devin Booker at MVP. But since they didn't make the playoffs, I kind of have to give it to Dame. If they made the playoffs, I would have given it to Devin Booker just because he's my boy. But what? So, yeah, I'm giving it to Dame. He's my boy. You heard me. I'm giving it to Dame. Dame you, is the MVP. The MVP isn't a Rookie team award, you clown. I know, but I'm saying I would have given it to him had they made the playoffs. He went playoffs 8 0. I'd prefer Who cares if he went 8 0? You can't give it to him over Dame. It's debatable. Nah, if he made the playoffs, debatable? I would have given it to him. It's just me. It's not debatable. I'm sorry. It can't be debatable. Okay, we all agreed on Dame, anyway, though, so. Anyway, rookie of the year, obviously, you know, my yeah, guy, Michael Porter Jr. 
Uh, most improved, I kind of have to give it to TJ Warren, you know, Mr. Michael Jordan, you know. And then uh, my coach of the year, since I can't give Devin Booker the MVP, I will give it to the Suns coach, 8-0. You really can't top that. Uh, six men of the year, you know, since we don't know much about six men. I, I don't know much about six men. Uh, I'll give it to Gary Trent Jr. All right. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys. Anyone else? I, I really team? appreciate that. I could, um, there's probably like five more people. What are you like, saying? Okay. Who else? We, who else Let's did you go give to our next to? topic. Who else? No, Let's okay. go to our next topic. Um, what first round matchup are you guys most excited for? Um, I'll give mine first here, so to give you guys time to think about it. For me, I was gonna say originally I was gonna say Lakers and the Blazers just because. You're gonna take mine. I can tell. They, I'm not going to take yours. We, we all know. I guarantee you it's going to be the same answer. It's going to be the Jazz and the Nuggets. Like, we saw during the bubble, they went to, what, like, that was three overtimes. Donovan Mitchell was hitting all those shots to keep his team in the game. And then come yesterday's game, game one of their series, Donovan Mitchell almost dropped a 60-piece. They go into overtime, but Jamal Murray came on at the right time. End of the fourth quarter in overtime. He took over the game, won the game for the – for the Nuggets, but that's going to be really interesting. And Mike Conley wasn't even playing that game. And there's reports that he came back to the bubble and he can be ready for game three. So that series can go to seven games, to be honest. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think it's easily Nuggets, Jazz. Those two are definitely like, they're very, I'm not going to say, like they're pretty evenly matched, I'd say. So it's going to be a competitive series throughout. And there's a lot of, you know, very like, I mean, obviously you said Donovan Mitchell, you know, that's the most points we've seen scored by a player his age since Jordan. So obviously he's going to come on trying to recreate that. And then, you know, we got Michael Porter Jr. out here. We got skinny Jokic in the building. So it's going to be a really good series. And I can definitely see it going six or seven games for sure. Um, for me, honestly, I wouldn't. I'd say I'm more excited about Pacers, Heat, Rocket, Thunder, and Trailblazers, Lakers. Okay, pick I'd probably one, though. Watch, I'd probably watch, like, nearly six games before I watch the Jazz and the Nuggets. That's just me, personally. I don't I don't. Okay, see. so pick one series. Uh, if I had to pick one series, let me think. I'd probably say uh, – this is a hard one. I'd probably say – Trailblaze? No, no, no. That one's going to be boring. Uh, Rockets, Thunder. Just because of the whole small ball situation, I want to see how this plays out. And the Thunders were uh, low-key blowing out the Rockets in regular season. So I want to see how, like, what, like, Russ and Harden have to do with this. And that's, for me, that's that's my – Wait, what? That's the one I'm looking forward to. No, but... I was going to say, speaking of Russ, like, is he going to – is he actually like playing in this series? Because I know he he, he has his strain quad. He so like, be, does anyone know when he's coming back? Just... He he should come either in the beginning of the series or later on yeah. in the series. They already okay. announced him. He's out for game one. So okay. for games two, they're like on. They're just gonna be like day to day and watch. Harden's him. dropping eighty. <laughs> um, my matchup, yeah, um, my matchup would actually be the Mavericks and Clippers because stylistically the. Mavericks can really challenge the Clippers defensively, and I, and I think obviously I don't think the series is gonna go far or anything, but I think for the Clippers for them to get a tough matchup because of how 
good the Mavericks offenses with Luka and KP and shooters like Wesley and Seth Curry. Um, I think this will give Hardaway Clips Jr. too. Don't forget him. Yeah, yeah I think this is just going to give Clippers a little challenge for them defensively, and then um, you know we'll see how the Clippers just face up with a team like that who can really match up with them score scoring wise. That's the match I'm looking forward to. To me, uh, who are the Nets playing again? The Nets, Raptors. Uh, Raptors. Yeah. That and the Clippers, Mavericks, to me personally, that those are the most boring ones that I really don't care about. Really? No, yeah, most definitely I think the Nets. Last Raptors, night, last the night. Nets are yeah. I, I, think, I think the Clippers and Mavs could go somewhere. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't Mavs. be surprised if the Clippers Mavs go six games. Last yeah. night's game was very entertaining. The Mavs and Clippers. It was very, it was very entertaining to watch. Okay, let's go. Let's go to our next topic. What team is going to di- disappoint their fans in the playoffs? Aaron, you go go? Oh, oh, I'm going to say the Jazz, just because I know what Jazz fans are like. So, Jazz fans, you will be disappointed this year. Just saying. You're getting, you're getting out of here in the first round. I mean, I've never really expected the Jazz to, like, go anywhere. So, I mean, I don't think their fans but are, I'm, like, expecting. No, no, no. We're talking about like, the, the I know expectations what, I'm saying of their because fans. of their fan base specifically. I know what the Jazz fans are like, and they will be disappointed. Jazz fans aren't expecting to get out of this round. They're not like okay. dead set. Aaron, why don't you give your so pick? Gonna, what are you why talking you about? Your pick, Aaron? My pick, my pick for the, the fans that are going to be disappointed is probably the Nuggets for simple <laughs> reasons. The Nuggets are on the come up. Their fans are getting in their heads thinking Michael Porter is going to take him to the promised land. All this garbage. We have ball, ball. We have Michael. You see this crap everywhere. We have ball, ball. We have. I don't Michael think Porter. anyone ball, ball. believes that. Not ball, I don't ball. think anyone ball, believes ball. that the Nuggets are gonna go. That have. I don't believe anyone. Yeah, no, believe the Nuggets people have, believe like, the Nuggets aspirations this year. People believe the Nuggets are actually gonna do some damage. But I'm here to tell you, these people are gonna be disappointed. The Nuggets, to me, are a good team. But for the last couple of years, all I've been hearing is the Nuggets' future is so bright. The Nuggets' future is so bright. Their future looks bright now, but give it a year. Give it a year. I'm telling you, man, this team isn't as good as everyone's trying to sell it. Their fans are going to be heavily disappointed. If it's not this year, it's next year. The Nuggets aren't really like that. Brandon, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go with the Houston Rockets fans. I think for the last couple of years, they've had a lot of disappointment and a lot of um, – it's always usually the the optimism of the regular season. They have a great regular season, and then when it comes to the playoffs, they get into situations that really take them out of their control for them to win a series. Um, Ally, the Warriors series last year when KD wasn't there, and then the year before that when James Harden um, choked it a little bit in crucial moments. And But this year, it's again, it's more optimism – with Russell Westbrook and James Harden having great seasons um, and really just them thinking that they're going to make it far. And I think for them, the fact is that they've been to a Western Conference Finals multiple times. And I think now their mindset should be just a finals or nothing. And I think when those expectations are short, when they do lose a series, I think, again, they're going to be back to the situation of how do we restructure this team? How are we supposed to win around a guy like James Harden? How is Russell Westbrook going to still be on the team, knowing that, again, we have disappointed again. So I think Daryl Morey and will really be in another fluster again after the season. And the fans will be right in that because they won't 
meet the expectations that they sought out in the regular season. Well, just to say something on that point, I don't think Rockets fans actually expect them to make the finals. I think they just, they just expect them to pass the first round and they might have a chance against the Lakers. I don't think any of them are expecting anything this year. Well, I so, think that that's what I don't think they guys should expect anything any year. To be I think honest. they should. No, what? They could have easily expected something the last three years. I have plenty of excuses to give you right now on why the Rockets aren't in the finals. And Chris Paul is one of them. Chris Paul was giving it to them boys, and he got injured. I, I say this as a Warriors fan. We lost last year's finals because of injuries. Stuff happens, Aaron. You can't, you can't. Yes, it. and you use it as an excuse. So what's the difference between me saying? I don't. You said as an excuse. Harold, do they, we not always say Rock, if KD the was Raptors, playing, the Warriors would have won? Time out. Do we not always say if KD was playing, the Warriors would have won? So what's the difference between yeah. saying if Chris Paul yeah. was playing, the Rockets would have won? It's the same exact thing. We know it. We know injuries happen, but at the end of the day, it's an excuse, and it's a pretty damn good one. All your excuses. So I'll give my pick. I found You're it kidding. interesting that you all right, guys all I never want to hear you West talk teams. about the 2019 injury. My I pick is from the East, and I think it's going to be Sixers fans just because I don't know. Like, I definitely see the Celtics winning that series, but we've always talked about the process, the process. It, it They've been sense, here right? for a couple of seasons now, I and mean, they're not doing anything. Now, I feel like this offseason, they have a choice to make. Are we going to choose Ben or Joel? Because you're going to have to blow up that that duo. You can't hold on to two. Because that duo, it would definitely work if Ben could shoot. But Ben cannot shoot. So it, that duo does not work. And I think because you will see you see the stats when Joel's off the floor, Ben does better. When Ben's off the floor, Joel does better. I think they might go with Joel Embiid, to be honest. I don't see them sticking with Ben Simmons. And I just – they're they're going to be disappointed because they they have high expectations of the process because after how many years of tanking to get all these first-round picks and then you get your guys and then they're performing at a high level, but they can't perform well enough to lead you to conference finals or even to the finals. So I feel like they're going to be the most disappointed fan base – out of anyone this postseason. Okay, first of all, you're a clown because the Sixers aren't even in full strength. I don't think any of their fans are walking around like, we're going to do it without Ben Simmons. We got this in the bag. If I'm a Sixers fan, I'm packing my bags and knowing we're not winning this with Ben Simmons. And the reason that, to me, it's so unfair that everyone says it's not working. The reason, to me, that whole duo doesn't work is because one of them is always injured. They both cannot stay. It's either Joel Embiid or it's Ben Simmons. I think they play fine together. Like, I don't see what everyone's talking about. Personally, no, if they just have no, good players no, around them and shooters, they, they're good. Yeah, exactly. They need they're, shooters. they're really good players, but their styles don't match up together. Yeah, they, they both are heavily – no, they're both are heavily relying on the paint. Joel Embiid, as much as he tries to be a stretch, he wants to be in the low post. As much as Ben Simmons wants to give Joel Embiid so much space, the only way he can really be effective is when he drives to the paint. So I don't think their styles match up at all. And as far as the injuries, I think it's way more on Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid has shown it in the playoffs that he's been injured. 
and him always had and even with the last postseason when they were fine remember it was always a stomach it was a back it was a foot especially in the raptor series when they needed it the most and joel mb was oh he's questionable for this game he's questionable for this game and i think that stylistically they don't match up and injuries wise it was more heavily on joel mb than it was ben simmons yeah, at the same time, I still feel like you have to keep Joel Embiid before you keep Ben Simmons, just because Joel Embiid's upside is, to me, a, I, a whole lot higher than what Ben Simmons could be. Personally, uh, I would I, choose Ben Simmons. Personally, yeah. I would choose Ben Simmons because I cannot rely on Joel Embiid to play an 82-plus uh, 15-16 to 16, uh, season. I don't expect that from Joel Embiid. He's going to get injured, and I think if you surround Ben Simmons with full – so you can give Ben Ben Simmons the space to drive to the paint. He will be an excellent player, and he's already an excellent defender as is. So I think it's more easier to surround Ben Simmons than it would be Joel Embiid. Yeah, but at the same time, we can't the Joel Embiid thing. I get that, but we can't knock someone for being injured. But at the same time, it has been a big problem. And honestly, I see Joel Embiid leaving this team and actually being great on another team. It would be amazing oh. on the Warriors. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think if he leaves, he's going to, like, ball out wherever he goes. Versus Ben Simmons, Imagine I don't know Joel that that's necessarily, on the Warriors. like, 100%. Like, because oh, if he goes to a place that, you know, ha- again, has a lot of, like, paint-clogging players, he's still going to be stuck in the same situation he's stuck in now. All right, let's go to our last topic of the day. We, we said this a couple times, but now that we've seen these eight seeding games and some playoff games, who do you see winning the chip this year? Harold. Um, I'm going to stick on the bandwagon. I'm picking Lakers until further notice. They're going to have to give me a reason in these playoffs to hop off the bandwagon. LeBron's going to have to play really, really bad for me to be like, all right, I can't go with them anymore. But I'll, I'm saying Lakers with an asterisk around it. Brandon? Um. I mean, I've said it all year, and I've been, and, and I'm a Lakers fan. I've said it all year, um, but the Clippers are just. I knew before the season. I knew it as soon as COVID hit. I knew it in the bubble. I think the Clippers are going to take it. Defensively, they're just too much for any team that they match up with. And offensively, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to have to show up, and and if they win it. A lot of things are going to change for the NBA if the Clippers do actually win this chip. So I think the Clippers are going to win it. Aaron, you're going to give your pick or you keep scratching your head? Did the same Clippers team lose to a Lakers team when LeBron dropped like 12 points? Yeah, but then that was off of an A.V. Bradley 20, what, 26 points, and he's not there. I mean, and he's speaking this? as a Lakers fan too. Yeah, I mean, what does that have to do with anything? That shows he has no confidence in his team. But <laughs> for my pick, for my pick, I mean, this year I think it's up for grabs just because there's no the crowd, all that. I think it's up for grabs. So right now, I'm just gonna go with, I'm just gonna say screw it and just it's either the Lakers or the Clippers. I'm just gonna go with the Lakers until I see something that I don't like. But I th- I still think it's up for grabs this year. But there's definitely going to be an asterisk at the end. Whoever wins this year isn't going to be – they're not going to be fully, like, given the crown. There's always going to be excuses. Just like 2019 and all those years, there's always – And that's what I was – I feel like there's an excuse for every chip the past no, 10 years. No, not every chip. What? But okay. There's, anyway, there's, like, there's I was gonna say, excuses. 
What do you guys think? Crazy. What do you guys if the if the Clippers do win this, where do you guys have Kawhi? That's what I've been wondering. He's top four. Like, uh, what do you mean where? Like he's top like, in, terms, in terms of in terms of players in the league now, and in terms of play, like in terms, do you put him in your top like whatever for all time, like top fifteen? He's top. He's top 10? twenty. Top twenty all time. Okay. Automatically, two finals MVPs, two rings, two defensive player of the years. Literally, the only thing that would make him not even top fifteen is league just career MVP. stats. It's just career and stats in the league MVP. If he you, and would even be the if, first player in NBA history to win a ring with three. Not not. I think. Okay, I'll say this: first player to lead three teams to lead. Okay, buddy, he didn't lead that. Spurs. I don't know. I don't know about okay, the yeah. Uh, so he stopped LeBron that series, which got him that Finals MVP. So, what were LeBron's stats that series? I forgot. I don't know, but it was enough to for the Spurs to win the series. It, so. it was in the high twenties. That's where it, it was. Enough. It was enough for them to win the series. So, all right, I'll give my pick. I, I I've been saying this earlier. I've always been Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Clippers. I I don't I didn't really I couldn't really choose one because they were both doing really good, and they had amazing players. But now that Lakers lost Avery Bradley, they're struggling offensively. And the Clippers, they they didn't, they didn't weren't at full strength till yesterday. And even though they struggled against the Mavs, like, that's going to be expected. The Mavs are one of the best offensive teams in the league, but they can't play defense, which you saw yesterday. And the Clippers, they just have so many people to throw at you, to slow you down. Like Pat Bev, he'll go on anyone. He'll be happy. He's like, Aaron, he's like you when we play basketball. He's He loves being guarding people in the post and just being a pest on the court. He's, he's exactly like you. So you should know what he's about. Not only that, but they have Reggie Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a good player comparison. <laughs> they have Reggie Jackson, who's a really good one. We've seen on the Pistons and then Montrez Harrell and who else? Jermichael Green, Marcus Morris, not to mention Kawhi, Paul George. They just have so many different players that they can throw at you. They'll, they won't necessarily win every matchup, but they'll put it, they'll make sure it's even for any matchup you throw at them. So I just, their bench is too much. We've seen it in the past when teams have a really deep bench they win chips. You saw that with the Warriors. That, that was the Warriors' motto for a while. Strength in numbers. And it worked. So I just – the Clippers are by far the best team right now, I feel like, in the NBA. Okay. I just – I don't see any Eastern Conference team winning <laughs> Did the Did the Warriors final. really have strength in numbers when they claimed it? Or was their starting – I mean, when there was strength good. in numbers until KD came. Okay, became, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Once he came, our, our bench – Exactly. Once he came, it was strengthened the starting five at that yeah. point. Exactly. But on the Kawhi question, where do you guys see KD in terms of all time and players in the league? To uh, me, I I can't really say that till later in his career. I have KD. I've I've KD in top top right now. Yeah, he's top. So 15. if Kawhi wins a ring, he's top twenty. So even if he wins a ring, KD's still better than him. Because KD well, just, is the best scorer. I'd say NBA yes history. because I'd say yes just given the circumstances of this ring and the last. And besides, and besides, KD Kawhi. has more of longevity of his career, 
and the and the MVP yeah. that he won was league yeah, MVP. The MVP one was ridiculous. He has a lot of things that Kawhi doesn't have yet. But then again, Kawhi has. If, the Ka- best if Kawhi here. has the longevity yeah. that the KD will have, like the next five to six years of career stats and everything, he'll be in that conversation with KD, with the likes of KD, Curry. But the thing is, everybody. don't sleep on the Nets because the Nets are coming next All right, year. Can I ask you guys a question? How me. how valid is last year's ring for Kawhi? Like, do you think it's very valid? Very, very valid. Do you valid. think that it's tainted? His if, Kawhi's, if, I mean, okay, they hold, want hold it. You can't take that the, away from the them. fact they that want it. No, okay. no, yeah, it's, it's you valid. can't take it away from him. But I'm just but asking. Like, you do you think it's tainted? Other rings. That's when it yes. becomes like okay. It's very valid from the standpoint yes. that Kawhi Leonard had one of the greatest playoff <laughs> playoff runs of all time. Now, if, if you if you he did hit the. Okay. Now, that's my boy. My, I, I just want to know. I mean, if KD was walking on that court all fine and just messing around, would we be talking about Kawhi right now? Well, we'd be I mean, talking I about think a sweep. We, I, I think you guys are just giving more excuses than giving credit. The fact is, is that the Raptors were a really good team either way. <laughs> so with, yes, was, we know be, they're a good team, but that's not the question. I'm, all, I'm say, all I'm saying is his ring it counts, but it is tainted when you compare it to other people's rings who played in regular circumstances. Okay, let's end it right there. This was our first episode back. Thanks for being on, Brandon. Make sure to catch our next episode this Thursday where we have repeat guests again, Ben, Rompton, and Ant. Their episode is called Short, so get ready for another long one. That's what.